Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. So let's talk about boundaries. This week, I have been really called to talk about this because I've noticed that my boundaries are pretty poor at the moment that somehow they've slipped a little bit, I've been very busy, and the demands on my time, my energy, and my financial resources have increased. And it's because I haven't set those firm boundaries in place. Now, as coaches, of course, we really want to help people. And so the temptation and the behavior that we exhibit sometimes as a result of that temptation is to actually spend longer on that call, allow people into our diary more than perhaps we ought to, um, you know, is to actually give people more of our time and our energy than perhaps they've paid for. And I think that it is a real balance. Like sometimes it can be such a juggling act between us wanting to serve our clients and help them to get the very best results that they can and also giving them that sense of their own independence, their own responsibility and accountability for making things happen and I know when my boundaries are starting to really slip and shift it's behavior that I kind of engage in is to do things like feeling like if someone posts something in a group or if I get an email I have to respond straight away and you know wanting to serve wanting to be really um, involved and you know and to be responsive can sometimes also then become a bit counter counterintuitive in terms of managing those boundaries. Because what that means is that when you are doing that, when you're over-delivering constantly, when you're giving all the time, what that means is that you're teaching people that that's what they can expect from you. And look, I'm not saying don't serve your clients really, really well. It's really important to me that your clients know that you're available, that they know that you're someone who can help them achieve the goals and the results that they're paying you to help them achieve. I think the thing is that there can sometimes be some of those blurred lines between our own desire to really, you know, be there for our clients to the extent that sometimes we lose a little bit of ourselves in that and we really need to protect those things. So today I just wanted to explore to you three of the things that I think are really important when it comes to Uh, setting boundaries in terms of those areas and they are time the energy and money and you know we do treat people teach people how to treat us and I think you know when it comes to time let's take that to start with and when it comes to time if you're coaching and you've got sessions booked in then please make sure that what you're doing is you are sticking to time in those sessions first of all of course it's knowing that whatever shape or container your coaching is in, whether it's one-to-one coaching or a group program or an intensive, you have got a little bit of flexibility. But that doesn't actually mean that you're going to be wanting to run overtime in terms of those scheduled sessions 
because it impacts on you, on your preparation, on your downtime and on your other clients. So one thing I would invite you to do is to really introduce the principle of a hard start and a hard stop. And so I often say this, even in my training with the Mindset Coach Academy, when I'm running a training session, I like to say we do a hard start and we're going to do a hard stop today. What that means is if the session is from 11 until 12.30, that's the container of time in which we're going to be running the sessions. Sometimes we do run a little bit over depending on the, um, depending on the conversation, but my intention is always to establish those perimeters, those boundaries of time, very much upfront so that people know what to expect. They're not going to come onto a call and it be 15 minutes or 10 minutes of chit-chat. It's straight into that learning process. And I invite you as well to do that with your coaching sessions, to you know, spend the first couple of minutes review, rapport building and, and review, um, but then go straight into, into the meat of the coaching session, into really using those transformational modalities and getting stuck into it rather than wasting your time, your client's time as well. The other thing, of course, that you can do when it comes to setting boundaries around your time is to just make sure that you're using your calendar to best effect. One of the things that I have not done very effectively in the past has been to block out time in my calendar. And then I get frustrated. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got a call booked in there when I was really hoping just to take half an hour and walk the dog at lunchtime. And so what you really want to make sure that you're doing is to just sit down and take the 10 or 15 minutes that it takes to block out in your diary those blocks that you need for preparation, then client time, then, you know, reviewing what's happened in a client call, and then also for taking a lunch break or taking some kind of downtime so that you're not back-to-back -back throughout the day because what happens is just in, this, in that example where I find my diary, people have gotten into my diary, um, is resentment, right? Oh gosh, I wanted to have a little bit of time to work on something. And unless you actually block out that time and you have something like Calendly or Acuity set up where people can book appointments with you, then of course they are. that's going to happen, right? You're going to have people getting into your diary. They don't know that you were planning on reading a book or working on some content in that time if it's not blacked out because the systems show that you're available. And what you want to do, of course, is when people have booked in with you, you want to be on top of your game for those sessions. You don't want to be filled with frustration or resentment because you've intended to spend that time or use that time doing something else. So make a note of that. Also, do something in terms of if you have got a Facebook group or a forum um, that you regularly post in, Schedule that posting in as well, okay? Schedule in your social media time so that you are ring fencing and putting boundaries for yourself um, in the instance of you creating and posting content. Put boundaries for yourself around how long you're going to spend do doing that. And also, if you have got a forum or a group that is for your clients or a free group, um, then again, put boundary time around that. Set expectations around when you'll be in the group. When will you be active? Run some Q&A, like make it obvious that you're going to be answering questions on a certain time and day of the week. 
maybe you have like a um, an office is open, the doctor is in type of thing, so that you're actually managing your time and also your clients' expectations and the people in your free group, you're managing their expectations as well. The other thing you really want to do, and again, I've learned from experience, is to make sure that you very clearly articulate in your contracts and in your agreements with your clients how much time is included in the work that you do. So how many one-to-one -one sessions do they get with you? Um, how long does the course or program last for? What is the nature of, of the support that people get? And if you establish this both in the contract and also through you know, an email, a welcome email, um, in an agreement that you put if you've got a group, if you establish this very much upfront, then that expectation is set. And then also when you're ring-fencing your time in this way and when you're making that very clear, you don't feel guilty if you're not responding immediately that someone posts in a group. You're not feeling that you need to jump in and provide a solution in that instant that you actually know, well, actually, I can wait. I can wait an hour or two hours until I've got that time in my diary and people don't expect you to. In fact, it's really interesting because... People have said to me who are, you know, doing my programs, I don't expect an answer right now. I'm just popping it in there, the question in there, to get that out of my head. And I've done that too, right? You think of something, so you shoot off an email or you write in a group. And I often will say, I'm not expecting a response, especially if it's the weekend, right? Not expecting a response straight away. So I'm letting the person know that, I, that I'm just getting out of my brain. While I'm thinking about it, I'm going to deal with it here and now. And the other thing, of course, is to use those autoresponders that you have, those email autoresponders, to let people know that it will take 24 hours or 48 hours for you to come back to them, that you are busy serving clients, that you are um, having family time, whatever it is. Um, and I'd invite you to uh, sign up for the, um, my email list um, so that you can actually get my autoresponder, which tells you what I'm doing. Um, and it gives you very clear information about the fact that I am either working or with my family, etc. So if you want an example, do that. You can just head over to Mindset Coach Academy um, and jump on the list there. So the next thing I want to talk to you about managing is energy. Now, I really think that we often don't manage our energy very effectively. And energy comes in a couple of different forms. It comes in the form of our physical energy. So, you know, and we, we maintain that through appropriate nutrition and exercise and getting enough sleep. You know, they're key factors. And if you're not already getting a good night's sleep, then I would invite you to do some things, maybe have some hypnosis or engage in some practices that really help you do that because sleep is critical, rest is critical, okay, for our bodies to function and for our brains to function. Nutrition's essential as well, so that we have the energy. We're not just reaching for the coffee, the diet coke, the sugar to give us an energy boost to get through the day. That you are becoming increasingly aware of the importance of looking after yourself from a nutritional perspective. And I say this from experience. You know, we need to actually look after ourselves, especially. You know, I'm I'm hitting uh, the menopause years uh, and especially as we get into those phases in our lives, you know, our energy levels can be depleted. So we need to be really conscious of that and make an effort to 
look after ourselves and look after sleep, nutrition and exercise so that we feel the best that we can feel in order to be able to make the most of our time. Because coaching requires energy and you want to really be able to be managing that in a way that gives your best self um, for your clients, for the work that you do and also for your family and for your hobbies and your leisure pursuits. You don't want to be so exhausted at the end of the day that you don't have time for your children or you don't have time for your partner or that you don't have time to go and walk around the park with a dog or, you know, have a play with a frisbee in the park. So, you know, looking after those aspects is very, very important. The other aspect of your energy that you really want to be looking after is your spiritual energy and your emotional energy. And we all have peaks and troughs and we have times when we feel great and times when we feel not so great. So using tools and techniques for your own emotion regulation are really important. Spending, your own, spending time on your own um, spiritual practice, whatever that may be, spending time on your own uh, self-reflection, on meditation, on self-care is so key for maintaining that spiritual energy and the emotional energy. You know, as I said before, if you're full of resentment or frustration, then that just transmits. One of the things we know, of course, from one of the presuppositions of NLP is that you can't not communicate. And people will know pretty much if you're energetically and emotionally out of alignment or out of sync with the work that you're doing. And so resting and feeding that, feeding your soul is so important that you take care of yourself in that way. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, so thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Another thing to do as well is to know how to get yourself into those positive emotional states. And of course, we do a lot of that work in the Mindset Coach Academy with the tools and techniques that we use. But just be really aware of those emotional peaks and troughs and how they impact your behaviour um, and, you know, learn ways to actually get yourself into the best possible emotional state, whether that's, you know, feeling happy, motivated, calm, relaxed, whatever it is for the work that you're about to do that, or for the playtime that you're about to have. Now, the other thing, of course, is that we all have times in the day where we're more energetic than others. So being aware of that, of what is the time of day that you do your best work? When are you most clear? When are you most on it and in flow? So for example, for me, that's early in the morning. I am a morning person. I always have been. Even you know, from when I was a child, I think I stopped daytime naps very, very early on. I find it, I don't, I'm not a daytime napper now. Um, I do really enjoy doing my, my work in the morning. That's where I've got my energy. And then I have this three o'clock slump. It's, I call it the after school slump. Um, and so, you know, I generally don't book anything around sort of mid to late afternoon in the day. I have a little bit of a peak again in the evenings, but by and large, I'm not really an evening person. I'm not a nighttime person. When my go girls go to bed, I often just go to bed at the same time as they do. And I will read a book or, you know, watch a movie or, um, do some meditation or journaling at that time, but I need my rest. I'm not this party animal um, <laughs> or someone, you know, I see people online who have a different sort of circadian rhythm and they love working in the evening. That's the time when their brains come alive. It's not so for me. And I think, 
you know, knowing those things, like actually mapping out when do you feel most energetic in the day is very, very powerful for you. And also for us as women, being um, understanding of our cycles and how they impact us as well um, and our energy levels. You know, I, um, when I was experiencing like PMT, for example, you know, I was cranky as a cut snake on two days of the month. And so there was no way I was going to do client work on those days. And so it's about recognising those rhythms as well um, that are just part of the, of the female cycle and working with them rather than against them and knowing that maybe for you it's one day a month or two days a month that you just need to be in more kind of do they don't day mode. And maybe there's other times of the month where you're feeling really passionate and creative and utilise those energetic peaks and troughs in a way that is going to really help you to drive that um, drive your business forward too, right, um, to do those things. The other thing that I'm a big advocate of when it comes to energy is working with clients that you enjoy working with. There's nothing worse than seeing a client's name in your diary and thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got a call with Mary. I can't bear it. You know those energy suckers. And I think that, yes, as coaches, we really want to help people. But when you actually define, not but, and when you actually define your ideal clients, your niche, those people that really light you up to work with and you attract those clients in, they give you energy, they don't deplete your energy. At the end of a session with your ideal client, your energy levels will be high, right? Because you're excited, you're enthused, you're delighted by the progress that they're making your interactions with them give you energy they don't suck it away and that's really for me how I know that I'm working with people who are my ideal clients my dream boat clients that I just can't wait to work with and you do notice a difference right and I'm sure that many of you are nodding as you're hearing this because you will have clients that work you work with that you think oh my gosh you know I feel as though they're that, you know, there's a level of energetic negativity or they're a drain. And we really, really want to be able to hold our own space and hold boundaries around that and around our energy. The other thing is I want you to think about the structure of your coaching because some coaching containers of time take more energy than others. So, for example, it takes more energy for you to run a VIP immersion over a day or two or three days than it does to run an hour, an hour and a half long coaching session. And so when you are booking in those days, if that's part of your coaching offering, then make sure that you're doing it at an uptime in the month that you're structuring what you're doing um, on that day to fit with those energetic cycles. You know, if you're a morning person, do a lot of the change and transformation work in the morning session and in the afternoon session maybe that's time when you do facilitate a hypnosis session or a guided visualization being aware of that and making sure that you haven't got back-to-back -back sessions that all are uh, energetically you know they take a lot of energy um, is is key and it's just sensible right it's common sense so structure that i know some people like to have two days where they're coaching all day other people like to kind of you know structure it in a little a little bit differently so it's more spread throughout the week whatever works for you and your own energy levels but just do a bit of a review and and make a note of where your energy peaks and troughs are and how they relate then to the sessions and the containers of time that you're offering your sessions in
um, and how you feel after each one as well. And it may be after doing that review that you decide that there are some things actually that are so draining that you want to maybe um, remove from your suite of offerings altogether and perhaps come up with something else. Now, the final thing um, and the final area around boundaries I wanted to mention is around money. Now, money, when, we come, when it comes to coaching, is quite a big topic. We often talk about the coach's money mindset, and we do a lot of work around this in the Mindset Coach Academy around pricing and really stepping into, you know, and owning the value that you're providing to your clients. Um, and I think one of the things that happens often with boundaries around money is that we don't price our packages, our coaching or our programs in a way that reflects that value. And that's a boundary issue, you know, and I think that there are, there are people who will buy something at 50, 50 pounds, people who will buy it at 500, 5,000, 50,000. Um, and the thing is that as long as you are very, very clear and very boundary around the value the out of the outcome that you help your clients achieve and you decide on those prices, not crowdsourcing them, but deciding them, doing your market research, knowing what the value of the outcome is to your clients, once you decide on a price, have boundaries around it. And I see so often that people will discount People will offer, you know, money off. They'll throw in lots of different bonuses, etc. Um, and that's not being boundary. Pricing is a strategic decision in your business. It is not a lick your finger and stick it in the wind kind of decision. It's a strategic decision that you make based on the client journey, based on your other product and service offerings. And it is really about that value. And what I find a lot of people do is that they undervalue the work that they provide because they start thinking about it in terms of, oh, it's this much for an hour. It's not for an hour. It's for all of the time, development, skills, knowledge, experience that you've got and your capability, your credibility, your expertise in helping your clients to achieve that result. And if you've got clients who start to kind of work out what your 3,000 or your 5,000 or your 10,000 pound package is per hour, um, then they're probably not the right clients for you, right? Or your messaging may not be right in terms of expressing the value of the transformation that you help them to achieve. And the other thing is when it comes to boundaries around pricing is that, and money, is that you don't want to, sometimes it's, it's counterintuitive because if your pricing is at such a level that people really value the investment, then they're likely to invest more of their time and energy in getting a result than if it is something that they can download very cheaply or access very inexpensively, um, then they don't value it as much. You know, this is why free coaching calls often don't work because the client has no investment in terms of money and the investment that they are making in terms of their time and energy is pretty low because they're not, they don't, they're not as invested in the result as they would be if they'd actually handed over some cold hard cash.
Now, the other thing I want you to think about as well with boundaries is once you set a price, stick to it, stick to that price, make that decision. You know, so often I see people offering discounts. Make strategic decisions as well around what pricing plans are you going to offer? Are you going to offer payment plans to people? Or are you just going to have the one price and when people can afford to buy it, they buy it? Because what people don't remember is that when you offer a payment plan to your clients, you're effectively offering them a line of credit. You're offering them credit. And so what you're saying is, here is, I'm going to give you my services and you essentially are going to pay it, you know, pay it off, right? So I'm giving you my services, say valued at 3000 um, The price is 3000 but I'm going to say that you can pay me um, uh, four payments of seven fifty, for example. Um, and what, what is happening, of course, is they're paying off the 3000 but often what happens in the client's mind is it's pay as you go. And again, that's a different mindset, right? So I want you to really think about it. And you also need to make strategic pricing decisions based on your cash flow requirements, based on your profitability and do all of that good analysis because otherwise what can happen is, and you know, a lot of people will go through a pricing exercise and realize that their hourly rate is pretty low. In fact, it was lower than when they were employed. And so, your boundaries around your money and where you spend your money and how you price your services, very, very important. And go back and look at all of those things that you are paying for at the moment. Are you actually using them? And are they yielding you the results that you had hoped for when you signed up? Because listen, it's really easy to sign up for a membership at 27 or 37 or 47 and forget to cancel it and you're not using it, right? So I really want you to be quite boundaried around your money. Um, and it's interesting because often because we don't see a lot of money these days, um, you know, we don't, we don't handle a lot of cash. It's sort of, it's in the ether. Money is in the ether. It's a concept rather than a reality. You know, it's an energetic exchange. And so what I really want you to do as well is to be very boundaried with yourself around those decisions about what are you spending your money on. And is it going to lead me to the results that I desire? Uh, is it a need to have or a nice to have? Um, and, and have a look at those kind of, you know, decisions that you've been making in your business too. Um, and, you know, if someone does come to you, you need to have a strategy for what if someone does come to me and say, I want to pay over a long, longer time period? Or do you have a payment plan if you don't have one? Um, and, you know, that's, that's entirely a personal decision. But it does fit into those boundary elements, okay? The other thing is that be very clear about what your clients are paying for. And this brings us back to the point about contracts, right? So, and agreements. What, be very specific. What does this exchange of money get for your client? What is your client actually buying from you? What are they purchasing? Because the other tendency, in addition to throwing in bonuses at the start of a program, is to keep throwing in additional things all the way through. And yes, I have done this and it is something that I am very consciously aware of is that you really want to serve very well and so you add in extra things. And before you know it, you're over-giving, you're over-delivering and you're not necessarily being compensated for it, but equally you're teaching people to expect more um, all the time. 
So rather than thinking, this is brilliant, this is excellent, this is more than I expected, people will expect more from you. So really important that you do start to think about boundaries and that we have our boundaries in place in relation to our time, our energy and our money. I'd love to hear your thoughts about how you uh, manage your boundaries, how you set your boundaries in your life and in your business. And I will see you again in next week's show. Bye for now. That wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review if you've loved it, share it with your friends, and I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything.